All right, so touchy subject today. Uh oh. Well, I want to talk about. It's actually in the news. It's actually making news about foreign companies. Mm-hmm. And so you know, you just got to watch how you talk about people, and you know, you don't offend a bunch of people. But this is stuff that's making the news. So you know, it's Toxie Deal is going to talk about it. Right. So it really has nothing to do about race. It's just all about certain countries that are breaking rules in the United States in the trucking world. Hmm. Interesting. It, it really is. And I was surprised to read it uh, with this week. My brain wasn't in the news too much. And so I was looking on uh, Freightways, actually, had an article. It's actually titled... Foreign truckers allege U.S. job offers turned into human traffic scheme. It's interesting. So so basically what what happened was, and I'll read a little bit of it in a second. The, I guess, from the Ukraine and Russia. Mm -hmm. And some of these companies, they're in uh, Illinois. Um, That's because that's where a lot of your foreign companies are at. They're based around the Chicago area. Um, and there's some good ones. Don't get me wrong. There's not every one of them are bad. I know some, and mm-hmm. you know, they're good stand up. In fact, I know one in particular that they give you your, their word. Everything is always right. They're just good people. And I know people that work for them, but there's some companies and I'm going to name them in a second that are kind of scrupulous. They're, uh, they're advertising. <laughs> it's really crazy. You're going to believe this and we'll get to the numbers in a second. But they were advertising in the Ukraine or in Russia for drivers to come over to the United States and be like car haulers. Hmm. Well, get this, and I didn't know this. The average truck driver in Russia makes $4,700 a year. Oh, my gosh. I know. So can you imagine you get a Facebook or a YouTube ad, and uh, it says you can make $3,000 a week. Obviously, you're going to want to come to the United States so you can maybe in one year pay off your house over there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what they make in a year. Right. There, they make in almost a week and a half. I mean, and look, there are truck drivers over there. There are brothers. There there are our Russian brother truckers, um, and they they run, run trucks over there just like we do over here. Mm-hmm. So they were lured. It's just kind of weird. If they weren't lured by the United States... They were lured by their own people that own trucking companies in the U.S. And half of their half of their dispatchers are still in Russia or or the Ukraine. Okay, so they they trick these guys into coming over, and then the uh, they're alleging now these drivers are alleging it says they it, their driver claims he was forced to drive fifty hours straight just to make one customer deadline. Forced. I mean, I guess what's really funny is. You lo- relocate all the way to the U.S. and you're—I don't know—maybe you're not even living anywhere, but in your truck. So you—you kind of have the threat of, "Hey, do it or you're out of the truck." And now you're—you're you're stuck in some foreign country where you don't even understand the language. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're like—you—you you know what I mean? It would be really easy, actually. And I—I'm not saying again. We're just—we're just here to report the news and report what's going on in trucking. That's what we do. Right. So I'm not here to say I believe it or I don't believe it. But to me, the guy's story is believable because 
if you think about it, if you were a truck driver in another country, you couldn't speak the language, you didn't have a place to live, you lived inside the tractor trailer, and somebody's, th- you know, the, the threat of your job is at hand, and you're going in your own mind, you're thinking, wow, if, if I don't do what these guys say, I'm going to get kicked out of this truck, and I, I can't even ask anybody for help because they, they don't understand my language. I'm screwed. So that you almost are like a slave to them. Mm-hmm. Well, that and, I mean, who knows if they're they're saying that, you know, they know their family or, or anything like that back in, in Russia or the Ukraine. They could be actually threatening their family back home, too. Well, I mean, that's Hollywood. I mean, I, we, I know we see that in the movies. You never know if it's true or not. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying what we're reading here. There's none of that in oh, here. Oh, okay. But here I'll, I'll read a little bit. It says lured by the promise of a better pay and the American dream, some truck drivers from Eastern Europe countries claim they were sold a bill of goods after arriving in the U.S. Drivers told, um, I guess the Freightways interviewed a couple couple of these guys and said that recruiters said that they could earn more money in a month hauling cars in America than they could make in the entire year in their countries. And that is true if that's what these guys are getting paid over there. It says, the average yearly pay for a truck driver in Russia is roughly equivalent to $4,700. Average yearly pay, $4,700. That's, a- yeah, that's the equivalent between the U.S. and the, and the Russian. Right, so, that, so their wages... They're making about what our guys make in a month. You know, like if you're a company driver here, heck, a company driver probably does better than that in a month here. Crazy. Says, then this is according to Salary Explorer. Truck drivers earn even less in the Ukraine. They only do $3,100 a year. I mean, how do you live on that? Well, I mean, if the cost of living is lower, you know, I I don't know. Well, that's what I was saying. It's, it's, it's. It said it's the equivalent of, so that's stating that the differences between their uh, currency and ours is that per year. Right, exactly. They're saying if our guys are our guys are making fifty to seventy grand a year as a company driver, their guys are making under five thousand dollars a year. Now I doubt that. I mean, they're living over there, but boy. Is bread still a nickel over there? I mean, I doubt it. I'm, I'm actually going to pull up. Put co- the cost currency. of living in Russia? The currency. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of crazy. I mean, all I'm saying is if they're making about $5,000 a year as a truck driver and that's considered a, a decent paying job, what the hell do you got to do in Russia to, to make a damn living? Right. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I'm thankful to be in the U.S., I'll tell you that. You got something? Okay, so here's, here's more it says. It says, so when the drivers saw the YouTube and the Facebook ads offering to pay them $3,000 a week to transport cars in the U.S., they jumped at the opportunity to make a better life for their families and achieve the American dream. Others wanted to earn money to help support family back in Russia. So that's what happens. A lot of these guys, they'll come to the U.S., they'll make money, and they ship 99% of it back to their, their country so they can pay off bills and... And get ahead. And, and to be honest with you, some people are probably going, that's a bunch of BS. The, the money should stay here in the United States. But you know what? If you were living in another country and had the opportunity to do that, you would do the same dang thing. I mean, I know people, I know people that have gone to other countries where it's like tax-free and made a lot of money and then came back. 
Right. Well, they, 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 they did do that within the last so many years. They've done that to sure. a lot of truck drivers. So it says that the U.S. dollar is worth 75.87 rubles. And what's a, so one dollar is 75 rubles. 75.87 rubles. Rubles? I already spelled ruble. Rubles. R-U-B-L-E-S. A ruble. Ruble. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for 25 U.S. dollars, it's 1,896.75 rubles. Right. So all they're, so what they're saying is in, in Russia, they make a billion rubles, but it ain't worth crap. You know that, right? I mean, this is the truth. I mean, at one time, Russia was printing money, uh, when and their their money is really not worth much. That's why it's such a a, a huge difference in the trade. Yeah, but I mean, five five U.S. dollars is three hundred and seventy nine point thirty five rubles. Exactly. So, okay. So, anyways, um, it says, however, once in America, the drivers. Uh, they found they found themselves trapped in an alleged human trafficking scheme, forced to drive seven days a week and up to twenty hours a day, and getting paid a fraction of what they were promised. So, not only were these guys put in like crazy driving conditions, and the sad part is this is this was done by their own Russian trucking companies. Kind of really makes you dis- well. I mean, the United States they do it too. Well, I'm sure there's some U.S. companies that are running like dogs. There's some outlaw companies. But this is a story about, you know, these Chicago companies. And and not everyone. Again, I'll keep saying that. But there's some up there that, you know, they took their own people and recruited them out out of Russia to come over here. And then they stick them in a truck and then they give them a fraction of what they promised them. And it says, uh, Chris who is from Eastern Europe, asked that he be not identified uh, by his real name. Uh, He used to work as a truck driver hauling cars for one of the companies owned or managed by um, Dmitry and Ina Chabanyanko and other members of the Chabanyanko family. Exactly. So... Obviously, Chabanyanko is pretty pretty Russian-y name. It says he told Freightways he once was forced to drive 50 hours straight to make a customer deadline. He described his system to stay awake. He said he was drinking tea and lemon juice because it was sour and kept him alert, then switching to Red Bull, then coffee and soda, and then he mixed them up. The first 20 hours were... All right, because he was used to the, doing that. Uh, it says, but the remaining 30 hours were tough, and Chris said that he started seeing things on the road that weren't there. At one point, he fell asleep behind the wheel because the warm sun was beaming through his windshield. I woke up to the sounds of horns beeping, he told Freightways. I started in the right lane and drifted into the left lane. It was dangerous. I shouldn't have been driving. Chris said... He didn't want to do this, but he felt trapped and feared reprisal um, from the owners if he refused to drive because he was tired. That's what I was talking about before. You know what? We don't need you. Get out of the truck. You're fired. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm stuck in a country. I don't even know how to speak the language. How do I even communicate here? So you kind of have that threat. It says, um, instead, he found himself working illegally through an alleged immigration scam for little pay 
He said he wasn't alone. There are hundreds of guys that are out there just like me, Chris said. Uh, we worked hard and drove long hours, but we weren't paid close to what we were promised. When he was running out of hours, now listen to this part. He could legally drive, when he was running out of hours that he could legally drive on some of his trips, Chris said he would receive a text from the Ukraine. This was when he was about to run out of hours. He'd get a text from the Ukraine. It would, it would say, okay, I see you are close to the limit. He said the text message uh, read, stand by, I will adjust your electronic time. Other drivers confirmed uh, this happened to them. So basically, they were resetting clocks for these guys in case they got pulled over by DOTs to, to make it look like they had hours to drive. I have- how do they do that? I mean, I guess I can't figure that I, I out. I don't know. It says I didn't know they can do such a thing. Well, it says at the time he drove for Wild Eagle, headquartered in Rolling Meadows, Illinois, which is up in the Chicago area, and the carrier used e-logs, easy, easy logs rather, easy L-O-G-Z, to keep track of his, of the driver hours. Donna Overby, director of operations at Easy Logs, confirmed that Chenyanko's did at one point use easy logs in the past, but they did not return the easy log equipment. It says uh, the company said its system does not permit manipulation of data, but has edit functions subject to the driver's ultimate approval, which is standard and consistent with the FMCSA regulations. However, under that system, all changes are automatically recorded and cannot be edited. And you know, we were talking about this before about a year or two ago, where people were trying to manipulate, um, I forget the name of that other one right now. There's so many apps. But the bottom line is, that even if you can manipulate them from your office and even in the truck, the place like Easy Logs and the people that are holding the records, that doesn't change for them. Like if you get audited, it's, it's not going to, whatever the driver was driving under now is not going to match the actual records because the actual records, they're keeping track of that. You see what I mean? Yeah, but I'm wondering if because they don't use them anymore, did they kind of like, um, you you heard of like people jailbreaking a phone and doing certain things when they're... Yeah, jailbreaking stuff. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm they were doing if that. if that's what they did is they jailbroke it so that they can manipulate it. They don't have record of it anywhere, hoping that DOT, if they ever pulled them over, would just look at what's in their truck as far as the e-log and not worry about anything else as long as what's in their truck if the driver pulls it up it shows that they have new hours you know what i'm saying exactly you know what's really funny um it said in 2019 i just kind of scrolled past it here i was just looking at something it says in 2019 the fmcsa revoked wild eagles authority it said seven months after they opened this was this but listen to this it said during that time, the company was inspected 176 times and racked up 253 safety violations, according to the FMCSA data. So these people were just in this country going, screw all the rules, man. We're just, wow. yet, we will drive our <laughs> own way. But no, but seriously, think about it. That's what they were doing. Yeah. Like, you, I think they're thinking because they're foreign, they could just get away with it. And, and I'm telling you, again, I'll keep saying this. So 
foreigners don't think I'm picking on them, okay? There's plenty of good foreign trucking companies that come to this country. You know what I mean? It's, in fact, the United States is made up of foreigners that, uh, that but follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys, and I've talked to some, some of these drivers that are driving for, um, like, again, maybe say a Russian-owned company or Ukrainian company, and, they'll, and I'm talking about American truckers that work for them, and they'll say to me, my dispatcher's not even in this country. So, um, I mean, I guess you don't have to be, you know, in this country to... Uh, well, if everything's broker, how they don't need to... As long as they know how to use the computer and the brokering system. Yeah, as long as you're getting paid for what you do and everything. But, you know, it's, it's companies like this, honestly, that give, you know, all companies a bad name. Well, it only takes one or two of of a bad reputation to give the reputation of all of those types of companies. I mean, like you said, we know quite a few good foreign companies, but you have one or two bad eggs and it makes it all look bad. The same with truckers. There's plenty of really good truckers out there, but then you have those ones that like to, you know, what, drink seven margaritas, a few beers, and go on the road, and they give all truckers bad names in, and you have to pull yourself out of them. You have a couple of bad truckers that like to, you know, do certain things at Walmart's parking lot, and then all truckers are banned because you have those one or two real bad ones. 100% agree. I mean, actually 5,000% agree because there's always, I don't care what industry it is, you're going to always have the bad eggs. And, Mm -hmm. And this is about as bad as it gets because... As far as human trafficking, I don't know if we would title it that way, but almost it is almost human trafficking in a sense. Just you're basically tricking people to come and work, and then you're pretty much holding them hostage in a sense. Because again, you know, what are you going to do if 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 you get fired here and you can't speak a lick of English? It's you're in a lot of trouble. They, they probably don't even have much money with them because. They're waiting for their paychecks, too. So they probably don't even have much money with them when they came over because they probably were, oh, we'll give you so much in cash advance or we'll do this or we'll do that. So they also lost out on a lot of that. So that might be another reason why. Yeah. Um, you know, Toxedio gets a lot of, we have a lot of listeners in, in Europe mm-hmm. and over there. We get a lot of mail and, and we see that, you know, the numbers. We, we've got quite a bit of people actually in Russia, Germany, um, uh, England, all, just all those Eastern European countries. And uh, my advice to every one of you guys that are listening to us today that do understand English, uh, be careful of being lured into the United States for that particular... In fact, if you're only making... I would t- I would tell you this, if you're only making $4,700, you could come here and work for an American company and legitimately make a lot more money than mm-hmm. you are, yeah. you know, if you wanted to. I mean, why not everybody else is moving here? <laughs> but <laughs> but the bottom line is, the bottom really, the bottom line is, is be really careful. You know, sometimes, what's that old saying, if it's too good to be true? Mm-hmm. It is. It is, yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, I wanted to touch base on that. You want to uh, take a little break and mention one of our sponsors? Sure. Which one do you want to mention? Um, Keller. Keller. J.J. Keller. You got, well, what'd you say the other day about J.J. Keller? They have this little free book that they give out. Yeah. That, uh, what's the, what's the book? Hold on. Let me pull it out here because I hate to say something wrong when it comes to that. The book is called Keys to Success. (coughs) 
Okay, so Keys to Success. Yes. And that's actually a free book, Keller. Is it online? They can get it yes. online? They go to truckingauthority.com backslash talkcdl, and you can get your free book, Keys to Success. Yeah, if you're, if you're a, uh, uh, a company wanting to get started or you're a small trucking company and you don't have a big staff, these people literally will keep track of all your papers that need to be filed every year that make sure everything is up to date, up to snuff. Mm-hmm. And guess what? When you go to get ed- audited, I almost said edited, because we're always in editing. <laughs> no, when you go to get, when they go to audit you, guess what? Keller will have you up to snuff with all your paperwork. And and again, it's very affordable. And I keep telling everybody, every one of our sponsors, I'm going to keep saying this, pick up the phone and call these people and see if really what they're offering is worth it. Honestly, I think it is. Yeah, because I mean, they also make sure that you are not over doing it for yourself because you might think that you need a specific form or a specific authority and once you talk to them they might be able to save you money just because they say no you don't need that because you're not doing this or you're not hauling this so you could be misunderstanding some of the regulations that way so one last thing let me say this we've we've met a lot of truckers that were owner operators over the years and a lot of them never even filed certain papers and what was that one paper that 90% 90% of them never did was uh, the drug consortium. That's a big thing. Exactly. Like I met on a and went, what's a drug consortium? Well, mm-hmm. you need to be part of one and they'll take care of all that stuff for you. Uh, what's their number, Ruth? 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017. Tell them Talk CD. I'll tell you, tell, told you to call them. Uh, Ruth one last thing I'd like to talk about and then you can have the floor. It's another foreign thing. I'm serious. It's, it made the news, so we're talking about it. Um, listen to this. Uh, Mexican B-1 visa truckers conducting illegal runs in the U.S. Now, there's a thing called, Ruthann, it's called cabota- cabotage. Like sabotage? I guess cabotage. Um, now, did you say b Run like B B dash one B one visa truckers. These are guys that are allowed to come in the U.S. right and pick up a load and take it back to their country. But the cabotage rules, and I, maybe I'm not even pronouncing it right. C a b o t a g e cabotage. You know, but anyway. So listen to this. Sounds like it. I'm just going to give you the basic rule of the cabotage rules. A a foreign trucker is not allowed to come into the United States and compete with U.S. truckers. That is a rule on the books. It's a law. Mm -hmm. And that's what this cabotage rule is. And so what happens is trucking companies are hiring these B-1 truckers from Mexico. Okay, and they're bringing them into the country. And instead of giving them a load right back to Mexico, they're having to go make deliveries in the U.S. Hmm. Oh, hey, you're, you're here in L.A. What, can you run one to Philadelphia? And then we'll get you down to Mexico. Stuff like that. I'm serious. And so it's now taking away freight from American truckers because that's not what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-mm. They can, Or these guys can take a load from Mexico into the U.S. and then deadhead back. But they are not allowed to come in and pick up loads in the U.S. and then deliver to somewhere in the U.S. That's the rule. And so... Guess what? There's they, a they've been caught. They've been well. They haven't been caught, but there's a lot of complaints about it. So I'm just going to read a little bit. This actually comes out of Freightways, also our buddies over at Freightways. It says trucking companies in the United States and Mexico 
See, it's 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 both sides are violating. It's not just the Mexicans; it's the Americans also that are violating this. It said both of them are violating cabotage rules by misusing Mexican B one uh, visa drivers to deliver loads from point to point within the U S. Allege stakeholders in Texas and Mexico. The stakeholders, and these are people from Mexico, Ruth, and that are complaining about it also. Mm-hmm. It says the stakeholders claim companies are employing Mexican truck drivers with B-1 visas. Now, I'm not talking about legal Mexican workers that come over here and become U.S. citizens. I'm talking about ones that are still living in Mexico, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. It says they come over here with a B-1 visa to haul cargo that originated in the U.S. to the final destination inside the country, Okay. Not supposed to do that. Cabotage rules prevent foreign nationals in in the U.S. on B-1 business visitor visas from competing with U.S. truckers on loads moving point to point in the U.S. A vast majority of people have jumped into this in the last few years, and they're cheating the system, and nobody's doing anything about it. A young trucking company owner in South Texas who wanted to re- remain anonymous for fear of retaliation, told Freightways, okay? It's not about race, is what it says. It's how these companies move the freight from U.S. to the rest of the U.S. and back. That's the problem, said the owner, whose company has been in business for about 10 years. Misuse of the B-1 visa program by carriers and, um, and Mexican truck drivers is crashing rates. He said, as well as taking business and drivers from the, his his company. What's happening here is you have a trucking company with a driver and a trailer loading in, in uh, Guadalajara, Mexico. The load goes to a drop, <clears throat> excuse me, a drop yard in uh, Nueva Laredo, Mexico, for example. He said a Mexico-based driver with a B-1 visa picks the load in Nuevo, Nuevo Laredo, and this is in Mexico. He says the B-1 driver then takes that load across the border to Laredo, Texas. That's legal. We know that. That's legal. You can run it from there to here. He says the driver can either deadhead back to Mexico or take another load as they are headed directly back to Nuevo Laredo. So they can come in, pick something up, and go right back. He says instead of returning to Mexico, however, B-1 drivers are being hired by companies to pick up new loads and going further into the U.S., often taking work for less pay. That is illegal. In a sense, B-1 drivers are taking jobs from U.S. truckers, according to the Texas trucking company owner. So uh, you gotta, if you think about that, that's actually, it's, it's like trying to, they're doing it because, first off, A, they need the drivers, but B, mm-hmm. obviously, maybe... I don't know what fuel is down in Mexico or whatever, but these guys are able to haul it for cheaper than the U.S. guys. So you have a guy that is now in Laredo, Texas. He just brought the load from Mexico, and they say, well, hey, take this load to Dallas or take this load to Minneapolis or to Pennsylvania, whatever, right? And on a normal rate, it's probably, you know, two-something, two fifty-three bucks a mile to get up. But maybe they're taking it for a dollar fifty, dollar eighty, whatever. Even if they're taking it for the same rate, they shouldn't be doing it because that's that's a, a load that an American truck driver should be taking, mm-hmm. not somebody from an, because of the rules. That's all. That's really what it comes down to. It's it's you know it doesn't matter who in the U.S. If you're a U.S. citizen, you should be able to to haul your freight within the U.S. points. But at the same time, you're not here to. 
And I, I would be willing to bet, I would be willing to bet that U.S. truckers are not allowed to take a load into Mexico, pick up a load down there, and then deliver it somewhere else in Mexico. They have to come right back to the U.S. Yeah. These are the cabotage rules. Mm-hmm. And so when you break those rules, you're taking from, if you do it here in America, you're taking from an American trucker. If, if we would go down there and do it, we'd be taken from the, a Mexican truck driver. Mm-hmm. And that's why they set these rules up, because they don't want to offset trucking, especially if somebody else is willing to haul for cheaper rates. Well, that, that's, that's another big issue right. is our, our dollar value is different than their dollar value, so we cannot run it the same cost. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, mean, I didn't do the math on that. Well, I mean, it, that's pretty simple thinking also, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not this, just that they're getting it as a cheaper rate, but because if, if, if someone's paying a flat rate of something, mm-hmm. you cannot do it if, if, if their dollar is different than our dollar. Mm-hmm. They're taking a higher amount of dollars of ours and taking it down into Mexico at a different rate. Mm-hmm. So they're getting a ho- a lot better that way. But when you think about it, if if it's um, like you said, their gas and their fuel is still going to be once they have to fuel up here, they could be ruining themselves by trying to take it cheaper and then doing it that way. But I think it's just because of the fact that they can pay their driver a lesser rate because the driver might be getting paid in a specific amount of of the the. Um, uh, Mexican currency, and then what happens is when they the the big company gets you know whoever he's driving for gets paid in the American amount, but then he's going to pay that driver his still cheap wage. Probably. Well, we just talk about the Russian guys. They were mm-hmm. making like, I mean, if you're making forty seven hundred dollars a year, or even Ukraine thirty one hundred dollars a year, you're making about two cents a mile. Or so. I, it's got to be really dirt cheap. Right. So what are, they, what are the Mexican companies paying their Mexican drivers? Most likely, it's a lot less than Americans are being Definitely. paid also. Definitely. And it's funny is because the article that I was going to talk about had something to do with that. Well, I mean, did you want to bring, bring that into it? Did you want to bring that into it? Yeah, I, I, want, I wanted to let you know. What's funny is you're talking about freight. Right. The article that I was reading... Our freight now is on the rise, like flatbeds themselves, mm-hmm. 6% increase, and they're got gauging it to go higher and higher by the end of the year. It has to go up. Everything keeps, well, we're getting too, we, we, we don't have enough drivers moving the freight, they said. Well, we have so much freight coming and, and going, like not coming and going, but so much freight that's building up, Yeah, and it's just increasing, but the drivers aren't there to... Well, look at disperse it because of the pandemic. All these drivers are too afraid to go out there and work, it said. Look what they're charging for a two-by-four in Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, the other day, he went, I, I think, a, a, a two-by-four, just not a pressure-treated one. And I'm just not exactly sure on the price, but one that used to be like three bucks, three-something, mm-hmm. they're like $9 now. Well, what happened? What do you think the cost of a house is going to be right It's, it's going to be ridiculous. But so here's, freight's going to go up. Yeah, it's all going to be. What's happening is... There was like uh, this one one portion of this says like there was a, a like a four percent decline in twenty twenty because of all our everything shut down over such a decline. Well, now not only is it going to be that four percent decline, but then above that another five percent. So from that, it's going up so dramatically that there's nothing that they, they. I mean, it's it's all great, but unfortunately, they don't have the drivers to really maintain that now. Well, I mean, and with the $15 an hour 
minimum wage. It, Florida voted in. It's mm-hmm. coming. So it's mm-hmm. going to, over the next couple of years, it's mm-hmm. going to creep up to $15 an hour. I mean, a local trucker in Florida right now, the average, this is going to blow most of their minds. The average trucker that's hauling in, in Florida, if you're a truck driver and you want to move to Florida and be local home every day, right now, the average wage is 11 to $13 an hour. Check check it and see if I'm not kidding you. Mm-hmm. These guys, I know some bulk tankers that are driving right now. Their average gross is 500 to 800 gross minus taxes. That means if you have a $500 gross, you're probably putting $350 in your pocket for the week. If you have an $800 gross, maybe you're bringing in, I don't know, $600. That's, that is a legit joke. It, it really is. and But you're home every day. Yeah. They said actually the weakest forecasted growth is going to be in the tanker industry. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that the growth is going to be everywhere. So in order, in order and, and you know why it's going to go up? Because wages are going up because everything else went up. And see, when things are, when they force, this is the truth. When people are forced to pay labor higher. They are not going to lose their money. Do you think the guy that owns the business is going to lose? He's not. He's just going to raise his stuff. It's all you can do. That's why right now it probably costs you $500 to go grocery shopping right now for a week. It's it's really getting bad. Just saying. We're going to have a lot of products that are just going to be sitting if drivers don't start moving it. Well, you're just going to have to learn to hunt and fish and grow your own food anyways. Well, what happened is everybody will Amazon it and then drivers don't have much jobs. Well, no, Amazon is growing with truckers. They're yeah, actually growing. I'm just saying Amazon themselves are, are growing huge, like with truckers. So mm-hmm. believe me, truckers are always going to be needed unless, unless, of course, they get the autonomous. But that's another subject, another time, and who really cares at this point? How about we take a break and we talk about national care? National. National carriers, 888-311-7076. Um, honestly, national carriers are really hitting it big. They just had a pay increase. But more importantly, with national carriers, they've got all kind of fleets. They've got, believe it or not, they take a few students. They have teams. They have amazing lease lease options for drivers that want to be on like a percentage contract running regional. And uh, every one of those trucks are beautiful T680 extra big bunks loaded with APUs, inverters, and refrigerator freighters. And they have every, I know I just, <laughs> what do you call it, freighter? Uh, a, fr- a freezer, <laughs> fridge and freezer. But anyways, more importantly, the most important thing about this company that I keep telling everybody, honestly, is they're owned by their own freight. They literally do zero broker loads and they'll, you never have to worry about, you know, somebody coming up freight. You don't have to worry about, okay, I'm empty now. Will you find me some freight and mm-hmm. sitting and waiting? That's never going to happen with these guys because they literally are owned by the cattle company, National Beef. And that's an amazing company to be working for, for that support. In fact, I was talking to the director the other day Uh and he told me they actually have more rehires than anything, literally, because what happens is you get a guy that comes in and of course, you know, there's people that offer more all the time. Mm -hmm. Somebody's always going to offer you more. Mm -hmm. And he says they get lured away and within one to three months, they're back. He says that's, that's their average right now is guys that come back because of bottom line numbers, what they were making. Anyways, their number is 888-311-7076. Again, pick up the phone and and see if these people really got what we're telling you and make them prove it and go to work. And, and in fact, you're never going to know until you work for them. What do we got next? Hey, you know what? I put the word of the day. 
Do you got one? I have one. Is this the part where you push the button? It doesn't work. Probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Notice. Notice. N O D. I C E. U S. Notice. 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 Do it again. Notice. Okay. Notice. Um, what is notice? It is a noun, and it's from the late Middle English, 14th century, and it is a problem, difficulty, or complication. So the team hadn't expected to encounter a notice this early into the project. Interesting. A difficulty. Mm-hmm. A difficulty. I'm having a, a problem or difficulty or a complication. So every now and then I have a notice with Ruthann. Hey. All right. So, hey. Is that a problem, a complication, or a difficulty? <laughs> just, it's just, I'm just going to say it's a basic, it's a general notice. <laughs> Ruthann, tell them about Rev. Rev Insurance. What they do. Yeah. They find you the cheapest insurance. They will... You know how you see that 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 insurance commercial will they'll get you the best rate. Well, that's really rev, but it's only for truck. Yeah, and but they're the real deal. They'll actually do it. I just touched like a wire on on the on the uh, mixer, and it was like. Okay, so anyways, Rev Insurance, their number eight hundred three four seven five three seven three. If you're a trucker getting killed with rates right now, and I know there's a lot there's, out there, they're out there. Pick up the phone, call Rev, tell them Talk CDL said you can do this, and then of course let us know that you got better rates and that they are working, or let us know that it's BS. Uh, either way, I say make them prove it. But Rev stands by what they're saying. They work with only truckers, and they will fight to get you the best rates. And right. if they can save you 5000 a year, 3000 a year, it's worth it. And it's all insurance for truckers. All insurance for truckers. Right. Okay. Ruthann, do we have anything else? I think that was it. That's it then. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.